We Infuse Podcast, episode number 10. Welcome to the We Infuse Podcast. My name is Dylan McCabe, and each week we give you a behind-the-scenes look at the infusion practice because we talk with infusion practices all over the U.S., and we interview people in the infusion industry, whether nurses, providers, consultants, business people, and everything in between, so that we can give you tips, tactics, and a roadmap to streamline and simplify your own practice. We like to say we take the confusion out of infusion, and I'm excited about this interview because it's with Judy Back, and she's on our client success team here at We Infuse, but Judy has been in the infusion space since the mid-80s. She's been an infusion nurse. She has been in uh, medical device sales. She has been involved in doctor's offices, hospitals. She's been involved in nurses' education for years. She really is an expert when it comes to how to uh, streamline the infusion practice, how to really focus on patients, how to make everything patient-centric, because you and I both know that it's real easy to make this all about the numbers and the concerns in the practice, but Judy just does a great job of bringing it back to what it's really all about, and that is taking the best care possible of the patient, getting patient access for these incredible life-changing therapies that are made possible through infusion. So let's jump right in with the interview with Judy. Here we go. All right. Welcome again. And like I mentioned, we have a special guest on today and her name is Judy Back. And uh, Judy, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Dylan. And the cool thing about Judy is she has been involved in the infusion practice since the 80s. She's got a lot of experience. She's had different experience in different medical contexts all over the U.S., from medical devices to infusion therapy, from nursing homes to doctor's offices to hospitals. She's really seen a lot, and so it's really neat to have her, and she's also on the We Infuse team, which is really exciting. So, Judy, before we jump into my kind of standard list of questions, just I guess just share some highlights about your background and what led to this point. Okay. Well, in 1985, I graduated with my bachelor's of nursing in, uh, at UTA and, uh, started just doing general nursing, mainly in emergency rooms. And then I learned real quickly that I love IV therapy and I wanted to get better at it. And so my preceptor, I said, how can I learn to really do, really do a good job? And she said, do it. <laughs> Just make make it happen. And so she said, okay, well, if you want to do that, then you're going to start all the IVs today in the emergency room. Well, kind of scared me a little bit. And I said, well, what if I miss? And she said, well, just do it over again. You'll get it. And after about three weeks, I thought I was an expert. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it that is true. The more you do it, the better you get. And it's one of those like ride your bicycle and you'll get it. And then I just progressed from um, working in hospitals and uh, supervisory positions. And I was always the one they came to when they needed an IV started because I, I just never had trouble. I guess it was a gift from God. I always pray before I start one. Oh, God, please help me because I don't want to hurt the person. But so um, fast forward to uh, 2001, I went to uh, work for a man by the name of Robert Norris at his home health company in Arlington as his uh, infusion director. He wanted to start an infusion program. 
during that tenure uh, or that uh, little bit of time there, I, I kind of had an idea that a friend of mine in Abilene was doing. And I said, uh, Mr. Norris, would you like to hear about this opportunity? And because he's quite an entrepreneur, he said, yeah, can you come over to my office right now? I want to hear about it. So in all of that, by December of that year, we had formed a company called Innovative Infusions. And that was a management company that went into infusion our doctor's offices and started their, uh, started an infusion center for them. It was early on when biologics just began to come out. And um, so <clears throat> at that time, we were also doing antibiotics. So that meant I had to have nurses around the clock uh, or seven days a week, because how can you take an order from a doctor for seven days of Rocephin and not stay open on Saturdays and Sundays? So we had to open. So we had quite a crew. And it was our very first one was in Cedar Hill, Texas. And then it grew from there to Arlington. And then from there to North Richland Hills. And before you know it, we just had a bunch of infusion centers that we were managing all over Texas. Um, and so, and they were extremely successful, some more than others. But the one thing that we had a problem with is we were doing everything on paper, Mm. everything from the nurses notes to keeping up with our inventory to keeping up with our um, the billing that we were doing. And our office actually did the billing for that for the physicians. So everything was on paper. Our nurses did all the authorizations, the verifications uh, at first, and they had a hard time keeping up with it. And um, at the time, uh, our what is currently now our CEO of We Infuse worked for us, Brian Johnson. And I said, Brian, you're a computer guy. Build us something that will take all this trouble out of uh, out of my head and keep up with this better. Because we were sometimes losing track, and and we I had a nurse one time that had stuffed $20,000 worth of Remicade in the back of a refrigerator and didn't rotate it, and it had expired. Oh, man. And so what a tragedy. And from that, We Infuse was born over time uh, because we knew we had to have a way to keep up with things. Mm -hmm. And so um, I love working for We Infuse because I know that uh, the – customer's best interest is at their heart. That's where we're, we we want to see the customer be successful. And how can you be successful if you don't have a program that really works? And we infuse works. Um, and we're it's getting better and better every day. They add something new to it. So uh, it it's a um, it, I'm proud to say that I can impart my knowledge to the infusion centers that we go into. Um, and my job uh, is to go out on the implementation team and teach and get them going. So um, fast forward that far. I mean, w- that's where we are today. That's so neat. And I love it. And for those listening, if, if you didn't pick up on that, Robert Norris is actually Reese Norris's dad. So the founders of We Infuse, Reese Norris and Brian Johnson, you know, obviously Judy back, who's sitting across from me now in our studio, had a had a large role to play. And 
and the birth of this business idea and and Robert Norris also did as well. And so this has all been quite a story and quite a progression of events as the company has really evolved over time. And it's neat to hear your background and, and also obviously your heart for customer success. And so your role today, you, you really on our, what do we call our customer success team? Isn't that what we call it? Uh, client success. Client success. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so your role, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about your role. What happens when somebody signs up with We Infuse? What role do you play in that? Well, I'm on the implementation team also. So Nick, uh, Nick is one of our client success engineers. And he and I together go in and ask the customer a lot of questions first about their practice and how they currently are utilizing uh, their infusion center. And then we build, we infuse around that to help them come up with a better solution for their keeping up with their infusion center. So it starts with these questions. Then we go into training. We have some uh, very good video uh, training videos that we ask them to look at, and then we do uh, either in-person or webinar training um, for them to get started with WeInfuse. And it uh, takes a little bit of time. Uh, there's a lot to it. So we try to focus on whoever's going to do what job and really make sure that they understand that r- their role within WeInfuse there. Sometimes it's nothing but the nurse, and we teach the nurse everything. Sometimes they have front office that takes care of the some of the, the beginning parts of it. So if they've already used an EMR, sometimes uh, it's uh, it's a little bit hard to wean them off onto, onto what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we try to not get it. Um, we infuse is real simple. It's not it's not complex. And, uh, in fact, I just left an implementation where uh, the nurse showed me. She said, we're so glad to have We Infuse because what we had before is so confusing. And you've got to go so many places for so many things. And she said, We Infuse just has it right here. So I was really glad that we were able to help. But change is not easy. And so that's one of my jobs is to make change as seamless and as painless as we can. So let's let's talk about that for a minute, because one of the questions I like to ask is, what is your your main area of expertise? And it's pretty clear that yours is training, coming into a practice, asking a lot of questions to figure out where their challenges are, their pain points are, where there's gaps in the process, and then being being a part of that solution. So what's one big thing you would want our listeners to know from your your area of expertise? Because you've seen a lot of different infusion practices, big and small successful and unsuccessful, what, what's one big lesson you would want our listeners to learn from what you've seen as you've gone into these practices? Well, uh, for sure that the training is extremely important. Um, and sometimes it's hard for me as a knowledgeable uh, nurse, infusion nurse, to go in and see gaps in their infusion and keep my mouth shut. <laughs> That's hard for me. But I try to impart my knowledge on them and give them ideas that can make them successful. And so education is probably the biggest thing. You know, I I never wanted to be a teacher in an elementary school or a high school. I just didn't think I could do that. But when I became a nurse, I realized nursing is all about education. It's all about imparting your knowledge that you have over, that you've gained over time <clears throat> to the new person, whether that new person is older 
are if they're just new to to actually infusion. Um, and I see some things that I would change if I had my way in some of the practices, but um, just imparting the knowledge that might be help them become successful um, is is exciting. And and I think that's probably my mo is is education. That's so good. Yeah, and and like you said, it's it's hard to go into a practice knowing what you know and having seen so much. And most of these practices, they've lived in their own small world of how they do things. And I went to a big practice in Pennsylvania this week and we met for two and a half hours and went through kind of how they did everything from intake to their benefits investigation process, to their scheduling, to their charting, to their inventory management. And at the end of it all, they said, so, you know, you talk to a lot of practices every week. How do we stack up? And I had to respond and say, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not here to throw stones at anybody. I'm not here to make anybody look bad, but here's where there's some parts of your process that are broken. They're really broken. And you guys are flirting disaster in a couple of areas. And I say that to help you. Uh, we want to, our goal at We Infuse is to be much more than a software company. We want to come alongside you and to help, help you simplify, help you streamline, help you maximize your process so you can take care of patients really well, but so you can also be successful as a business. And, and that's what we have to do. And it's, you kind of have to do a, a dance. You have to be, smooth about it and smart about it and caring about it because you don't want somebody to feel bad when they've worked really hard to develop a process that they've, they've worked on maybe for months or even years. And then you come in and say, uh, you missed a few major details over here. <laughs> well, and Dylan, you know that one of the things that we all have to remember is the number one thing we're looking out for is the patient. Mm. As a nurse, that's preached into our head in our education process as becoming a nurse is it doesn't matter when it all comes down to the end result. It's the patient that we're looking out for, not our business. Although we do have to really careful, be careful about it because if we don't, if we're not careful with that, we'll, we won't be there for the patient, but we have to remember that the ultimate goal is to get that patient, the treatment that they need and deserve and have been prescribed for them correctly. And all and we infuse does a great job of keeping up with what number one the insurance company has allowed them to do and keeping up with dates because dates are important. If we infuse too early, we might not get paid. And we don't want that. We want uh that was one of our pain points in innovative infusion is sometimes we got those dates mixed up. We saw the patient, you know, nurses are notorious for if you got them in the chair, we're going to infuse them. We're going to stick them and we're going to give them the medicine. So we don't let them get that far with we infuse. We just don't let them even get on the schedule unless the date is correct. And so um, that's to me, that is so exciting to know that we've got that um, we've, t- we're taking that, issue and wrapping up in a little package in We Infuse and preventing that. Now, sometimes people get frustrated because, well, I want to put them on the schedule, but look at your date. You don't want to put them on the schedule. You might really think you want to put them on the schedule, but you really don't until you've got an authorization to say you can. Right. So You don't want to schedule them even a a day early before that authorization approval date. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
Well, let's let's switch gears with 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 all that you've seen in the infusion practices and and the experience that you've had. What's a consistent challenge that you see these practices deal with on a, on a weekly basis? Because you've seen a lot of different infusion practices. What's one pain point that tends to stick out the most? Probably those authorization dates. Okay. And inventory. Mm. You know, inventory is a, a huge thing in the infusion world. Of course, we all know that the very best way financially to get ahead is to buy and build. But doctors are scared to buy and build because they've been bitten by buying too much, not enough. The patient gets there and you don't have their drug there because somebody forgot to order it. Or it doesn't is not taken care of correctly and it ends up expiring before you use it. And inventory is expensive, especially today in today's world with the biologics. So you got to be really careful. So we... With We Infuse, that it, that's all taken care of. You literally, the system tells you exactly what vial to pick up and use that day. And when we first start teaching that, sometimes nurses go, well, that's ridiculous. I'm just going to go get the vial I want to get. No, you're going to get the vial that has the right lot and right expiration that We Infuse told you to get because that's what's going to rotate your drugs and keep them from expiring. So that that is a big thing. Knowing what you have in inventory, how many dollars you have there, and our system allows you to see that, the exact dollar figure, that's pretty sobering sometimes when you think you might have $200,000 sitting in your refrigerator. And so it it does help you to sober up, so to speak, in your knowledge of, yes, I do have that much in there. Then we infuse doesn't doesn't want you to buy what you don't need. So if you if the system will tell you yes you need five vials of Remicade for and through the next week or five vials of whatever, and it does that by having the patient on the schedule, and and the system knows exactly how many vials that patient's going to get. So you don't overbuy, but you make sure you have enough. And so, of course, buying and billing. And then we have another section, which is specialty pharmacy. So if your insurance company says, yes, you must buy it through Alliance or CVS, then we have a way to keep up with that. So when it does come into the infusion center, it's documented as that patient's drug for that particular in, uh, infusion time. So It's so good. And I... I really do like showing our inventory system as well and kind of showing it off because it's so automated and keeps on top of all this. So what's an example of it? Like, so I'm, I'm at a practice, I met with a practice recently and they don't have an inventory management system. They don't have a spreadsheet, a notebook, nothing. Their, their inventory management system is we order, they say we, they would say we order based on who's coming on the schedule. We look at the schedule and we order exactly those drugs on a weekly basis. And then I said, okay, but how do you, account for when you order those vials and they come in, how do you know exactly which ones came in, how big the vials are, what size, NDC lot, all that. Do you write any of this down? They said, no, we we look at it and we compare it against the calendar of what we need. And I said, okay, let me just so I understand correctly, you're saying when you get, you know, um, $50,000, $100,000 worth of vials in, your inventory management system is to look at them with your eyes 
and then look at the calendar with your eyes and and you're literally not writing a single thing down or putting a single thing. Yep, that's how we do it. And we've never had a problem. And I said, and I told them, you're flirting disaster. Absolutely. You're flirting disaster. Um, because, but their, their, their defense was, and, and it makes sense. We've never had Head an issue from. with this. And I said, well, you're going to. Mm-hmm. And whether it's three months from now or six months from now, we're going to be talking about it. And I told them, whether you guys use We Infuse or not, uh, obviously, I think it's the best system out there, but you, you guys have to get something, whether it's an Excel spreadsheet or some way to track all of this. Because my mind is thinking somebody could, like you mentioned, vials could get pushed to the back. Even if you might get an extra vial or you might be missing a vial, uh, somebody could steal. I mean, you hate to think that, but somebody could, I mean, you know, you got a $10,000 vial on hand or an $800 vial on hand. And so what what do you think could be some things that could go wrong? With an inventory management system. Well, one of the big things is if it's a weight-based drug, what if you have the exact number of vials you need for that patient, but you they come in and they've gained 10 pounds from their last infusion. So they require an extra vial and you don't have it. Hmm. So our system has a PAR level that they can establish on drugs that are weight-based drugs. We rec- really recommend a, a small PAR level. doesn't have to be big but that you have five or ten extra vials just in case of that. For those higher-volume drugs. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so you're able to track it like that. So uh, so you can pick one an extra vial uh, if you need to for that, uh, that patient's extra uh, that they might need. And that goes back to your initial thing. So you can take care of that patient that day. It's a patient-focused strategy. That's mm-hmm. good. That's a good point. Well... Let's let's share another story um, with what you've experienced so far in the infusion practice. What's what's a big light bulb moment you've had, whether it's about patients or it's about processes or whatever. Just what's one big thing that kind of guides you on a daily basis in this world? Well, you know, Dylan, the, it goes back to my our initial talking to Mr. Norris when I first started and I had a friend in Abilene, Texas, that was doing this. And um, I said, I think, I think we can do this. And I think it's going to be a huge benefit for patients that don't need to be in the hospital. And Mr. Norris said, I'm one of them. I had an injury to an elbow and it was infected. And the doctor put me in the hospital for seven days on Rosefin. I didn't need to be in the hospital. All I needed was the Rosefin. But at that time, there was no way to get it except go into the hospital. So he it was a very painful time for him to just sit there while he was getting his Rosefin. So I said, well, that's that's the prime example on how we can help is set the, these practices up with an infusion center. And physicians can manage that as, as clinically manage it. Our nurses can give it. And the patient gets to sleep in their bed at night. How awesome is that? And so really, that was so early. That was before very many biologics were out at all. In fact, I believe Remicade was the very first biologic we ever gave. We were doing a lot of antibiotics and and making fluids. People would be dehydrated. And uh, we would give them a bag of fluid. And a lot of it was coming from the practice that we were in. The doctor was seeing patients. Rather than send them to the hospital, he put them in the infusion center. And so our nurses would take care of them, make sure that they were back on their feet, and they got to sleep in their bed. 
So talk about a moment, and it still exists today, where a patient doesn't have to go in the hospital to get these things. And hospitals don't want those patients anyway. They really don't. They sometimes think they do, but they're not great revenue generators. And so, but the patient's happy. They're right there. They know there's there's a physician present or a nurse practitioner. And if they if something happens, they've got we've got backup. And so it's it's golden. It's like the best of the best where you can go get your drug and still go home. I have a really good friend that came down with CIDP, which is a neurological um, disease, and they have to have IVIG. And she, I was able to talk to her about a physician that I knew that did that. She literally, from having almost a walker, needing a walker to get around, from totally no walker now and going about her business. She and her husband did a lot of traveling. Now they're back to traveling because she was able to go into that infusion center every three weeks, get her IVIG, and it has turned that disease process around. That's awesome. It's the best. It's just the best. And it's, uh, and so, but all those things cost money. They cost time. They have, you must have expertise. And so having that is having we infuse as a part of all that and helping to manage that process is what re that's what we infuse really does. It manages a process from the patient's uh, insurance, uh, the patient's uh, treatment note, the patient's inventory, the patient's schedule. It does all of that and does it really well. Yeah, I know. It's nice to come into a practice and I just keep thinking of the one I met with most recently. And these nurses turn into project managers with these patients in the infusion practice because there's so many moving parts. There's a process that takes can take weeks at a time and you have to follow up, check up on details, keep the process going. And and I get excited knowing that we infuse and that this, you know, we're not trying to totally just promote we infuse on this podcast, but it's true. It's nice to come in there and say, hey, we can simplify a very complex process and enable you to relax a little bit and focus more on the clinical part of why why you really got into all this. And that is that is exciting. So, well, there's so much we could I mean, we could talk for hours about your experience and all the all the things that are going on in infusion what would you say is one kind of last parting piece of advice for our listeners? Keep on infusing. Don't give up because you're making a difference in the patient's lives. Um, There was a time that I did some work for an oncology uh, device company. And um, so I was have, I had an opportunity to go into oncology centers. And of course that's where Lots of lives are being changed in that. Um, and I think that's great. Um, but I love the, this part of it where it's uh, maybe not quite as intense, um, in, in there, in the therapy, but yet we know we're making a difference in, in patients' lives from, from something like my friend has the neurological disease. And, and MS is a big one. We have a new drug we're given for MS. And I'm, I'm just a part of all that. And I see it every day. And now there's a new 
potentially new uh, Alzheimer's drug that's going to come out that's an infusion drug that, boy, when that comes out, it's going to bust it wide open. And infusion centers are going to be a part of that, just like they are with patients that have Crohn's or rheumatoid arthritis or, you know, any of those real um, autoimmune diseases that biologics can make a huge difference for. It's exciting to see how the progression of the patient, and I get to see that, even though I'm uh, my my job is to get we infuse into these practices, but I get to see that because I'm right there with the patient. So I get to enjoy that. Um, and the nurses always tell me this is, you know, this is a patient that came in and all the, all the history of that patient and how well they're doing. They share that with me just because I'm a nurse. So that's exciting for me to be able to see that. That is, I love that. Keep, keep infusing is Judy's parting <laughs> advice. And it is amazing. It's amazing to see how people's lives are changing. They get their freedom back. They get their freedom they to do. do the kinds of things they want to do. And it's so good. And so anyway, thank you so much for being on the program, Judy, and, and your experience and, and obviously your influence and your heart here at We Infuse. I love working with you. And, and so it's been a really, uh, it's been great to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Dylan. All right. That sums up our interview with Judy. And I love what she said when I asked her, what's one parting piece of advice? And she said, keep infusing. And I've heard wonderful stories about how patients' lives have been changed through infusion therapy. But you know what? You can't keep infusing very well if you don't have processes in place that streamline the whole benefits investigation process, the scheduling, billing, and then the ability for the nurse to chart in a way that's fast and easy, but also very effective. And that's what We Infuse offers. So if you haven't done so yet, be sure to go to weinfuse.com and request a demo if you haven't seen our software in its full glory. You will be impressed because it really just makes your life easier. It helps to automate some parts of the process, but really it's just designed to help manage that overall workflow from beginning to end when it comes to the AIC, the Ambulatory Infusion Center, or the provider office that also does infusions, or whatever the case may be. If you have an infusion practice, you need we infuse. So be sure to check us out at weinfuse.com. Schedule your demo today and see for yourself. I think you'll be glad you did. If you guys have any questions or you have any major issues that you are challenged by and you'd like to hear about in future podcasts, be sure to ask us. Mention it on our Facebook page. Go to our go to Facebook and do a search for We Infuse inside of Facebook. Be sure to make a comment on our Facebook page. We'd love to interact with you there. And we also have a LinkedIn group, a closed LinkedIn group for people involved in the infusion space. Uh, be sure to search for that group and join the dialogue there as well. Guys, this has been exciting to be with you on this journey. My name is Dylan McCabe, and we will catch you in the next episode. <music>